Every point of the Australian Open is available live on ESPN Plus. Coverage begins tonight, 7 Eastern on Plus and 9 Eastern on ESPN2. Meanwhile, before we start a new hour, I just want you to hear something Ryan Clark said yesterday. Lewis doesn't know this is coming. Uh Uh-oh. The other really important thing, um, Mr. Winfield did not have on a shirt. Ryan Clark does. I do have on a shirt, guys. I'm not on TV naked. He... Yeah, when you're in all-pro safety, though, you can come out just be nearly butt-ass naked. You, I, you, you, I am you actually had a suit on, very handsome. I'm an NFL analyst. <laughs> I can't come out here with my chest open like Lewis Riddick. <laughs> oh, my man. Show him what you got. Pop it. You know Pop what? It. Show him what you're working with, Lewis. You know what, man? You, know, you hey. can't hide it? Oh, oh give him three. Hey, go give him three. Now. Oh, yes, cool. sir. So sexy. Hey. It's too early for this, Lou. Don't it's hate. too early. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the rest of the show like this. Hey, that's, that's, a, that's a $500 shirt. That button just comes down one more. <laughs> yeah. Greeny, he got yours is top. Yours, oh, yours yeah. is locked at the top, Greeny. Like, oh, you got to go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, though. No. But, yeah, we, we, we know what tax bracket this is. <laughs> we know what that tax bracket is. He got a, look, he got a beat neck. <laughs> I knew. I knew he was going to have a beat neck It's cold outside. <laughs> Man, no, hey, I wear out. them too. Though. Hey, he never chilly out there. Uh, with that, we welcome you back to another hour of Get Up. We're live from the seaport. We're bought the high chase. We are fully clothed, and we are breaking down last night's football game. Holy smoke, the Eagles were awful. Let's show you the pictures. Eagles and Bucks in Tampa. Jalen Hurts eschewed the glove before the game. It didn't make a whole lot of difference. Baker Mayfield and company ready to go. But, Dominique, where is the defense? Yeah, they were running into each other back there. Look at you it. saw their man on the ground because another DB ran into him. It was <laughs> embarrassing. And no one could catch him and tackle him. It was all night long like this. They were just horrendous. Uh, the, DBs uh, in the playoffs have been bad. Because, been bad. because the Buccaneers dropped, alone. Uh, they dropped a bunch of balls in the yeah. first half. So the Eagles are still in the game late in the first half. That's Jeez. Dallas Goddard with a touchdown. Then oh, yeah. 16-9. Now they're going to go for the two. They're going to go for the first portion. They're going to get stopped. Dita Vea up in hey, the middle of that thing. See, Boy, Sirianni was like, bring out the big guns. Yes. We're going like, to get this. Not when you're trying to move farm equipment with just regular <laughs> humans. It doesn't happen that way. Two, built too low to the ground. Too low to the ground. So we go to the third quarter. Eagles third and six. This, Dominique, is a terrible moment. Yeah, they were getting a lot of pressure with the blitz. They didn't even have to blitz right here. And at some point, you got to throw it away. Recognize the situation. You don't got to win the game right there. You think he went into the red? He didn't notice? You got to, like, throw it? Come on. 18 to 9. And then here's Trey Potter Lewis, the tackling. Hey, look, man. Come to balance. Oh, Bring your feet. Because I'll tell you what, if he gets past you, Trey Palmer 4-3, it's over. There wasn't anybody within like five yards after yeah, he started running. Is that fired? Super fast. Fourth quarter, Eagles going for it on a fourth and five. Devontae Smith had a good game. He had eight catches, 148 yards. But this, one, this one's going to get broken up here by Carlton Davis, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Right. Another blitz. Yeah, Dallas Goddard coming open on that little... Should have jumped after the first oh. down. Fans know it's over. Fans looking for changes. And, and here we go. One more for good measure. Baker Mayfield threw for 337 yards. How about three touchdowns? Same blitz. They have a touchdown. Hey, hey, where where <laughs> was that? <laughs> it's a blowout. The field, wasn't Tampa it? with a huge win. The fans with the Jimbo was at the game. See him? <laughs> bag on his head. After the game, Coach Sirianni asked about his future. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guys. Um, Again, there's a lot of guys in that locker room, all the guys in that locker room, every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this. 
Um, I'm not worried about me. You went Nick back. You went Nick back. I didn't know he was going anywhere. I have a ton of confidence in, um, in everyone in this building. Um, it's just a matter of us going out there and playing clean football. And that's been something that we have not done. So, so Sal Palantonio earlier this morning described that as a tepid response when asked yeah, yeah, to defend yeah. Nick. Did you find it that way? Did you, yeah. That was not yeah. a strong defense no, of his coach? I mean, yeah, he just, you know, it, it, you act like his job isn't it, has he listened to anything? In, he lives in Philly. All, you know, all his family's talking to him. He's getting asked the questions in the locker room to act like you. You act like you're, you're, you, you've heard nothing of what's happening in the situation. I think is so, silly. I yeah. think it's important to understand that we cut the question off, and I think that Sal pointed out that the question was, "Do you have faith in Nick Sirianni?" And rather than saying yes, yes, I have complete confidence in Nick Sirianni. I have confidence. And everyone in this building. Right. That does, I mean, maybe we're nitpicking, but if you ask me a direct question. I'm going to give you an answer. Yeah. Do you love Jeff Saturday? Of course I love Jeff Saturday. Right. Not, I'm not going to say I love everybody yeah. at this <laughs> I table. I love everybody equally. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, uh, yeah. So, so look, people are going to, and again, I, I remind anyone who doesn't know, Lewis, you know that organization inside and out. You worked in the front office there in Philadelphia, so you have a, a real understanding of it. It is almost unimaginable how badly this thing fell apart. They were in the Super Bowl 11 months ago. They're 10-1 and in November. And yeah. since that point, they fell off a cliff. They genuinely looked like the worst defensive team yeah. in the entire NFL. Their offense has fallen apart and has absolutely no identity. How do you explain it? Yeah, this, this is usually an indication that things are systemic, Granny, right? So it's not just one yeah. thing. It's not just change the coordinator, everything's better. It's not just... Let's run the ball a little bit more, and everything will get better. Jalen will get better. The offense, it, there's, so, there's many different things. And it's not just about players playing better and playing clean football. Next year. We, we all know that, like, like, culture, like, what does that mean? What does it mean? It, it, it starts from the time you walk into the building to the, the way that the details are handled, the way that the communication goes, the way that people feel mentally approaching their job and the amount of time that they put in. I mean, it, and it means it's about the confidence that you have in the relationships, all of that stuff. All of that stuff has contributed to why the, that's how you start losing six and seven in a row after you start off 10 and one or whatever it was. Because those things start to fracture and then you can't just kind of like put your finger in one of the holes and like, oh, okay, now it's fixed. Because now you have another one that just keeps pop- – and they just keep – when the dam breaks, yep. it breaks. And it, and it just flooded the entire organization. And so now what you have to do – I mean, you have to get one of them wet vacs and just come in and just like <laughs> – and clean it all up and start over. Quite honestly, you, you, you do. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you, when Sal Powell says no one is safe, it truly needs to be that no one – is sick. Jeffrey owns the team. Yeah. No one else is safe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm confused. Okay. I, I speak on behalf, I think, of a lot of football fans who, A, think of that as, a, as an organization that is the model of stability, right? That they've been so good. They've been, they had, they were the team that had three first round draft picks and all that kind of stuff lined up after they were in the Super Bowl. They were the team that took Jalen Hurts and developed him so well, a quarterback that almost no one thought was going to wind up becoming an elite NFL quarterback and turned him into that. They were in the Super Bowl a year ago. They were 10 and 1, all this stuff. And so now can I just all of say a sudden. This real quick? Yeah. There's a difference between collecting talent, building a team. Uh, mm, yeah. It's two different things. That's right. And every single year it's different. Bill says this all the time. I don't really care how we ended last year because that doesn't mean anything going into next year. That's right. I don't care how they ended the Super Bowl last year against Kansas City. It has no bearing on 2023. And 2023 should have no bearing on 2024. If you, if 
Well, you know what? I'll say this. Even if you kept the same people, what happened this year has no bearing on what's going to happen next year. Exactly. But I would not take the chance and just when you talk about running it back, oh, I wouldn't be just running this back. I think there's a difference between being successful and being stable. I don't think that we would have considered this organization a stable organization as much as we consider it a successful one. And I think that the stability comes when you shake it. They got right. shaken this year, and their response, because last year there was no shaking. Right. Last year everyone was healthy. Last year they got more sacks than anyone else. All the things that go wrongs for team, like all the things that require you to test the real stability of the foundation of your organization did not happen to that team last year. This year, they shook it up, and it got worse. It got worse and worse and worse once it, they started to shake the true stability of this organization. You know, Jeff, I, I wish everyone could have seen it. When Sal Powell was on with us about a half hour ago, one of the things he said was the first thing they need to do was fix Jalen Hurts. No, sir. And out of the corner of my eye, I could see how strongly you reacted. And I was up against the clock. What, why did you not like that? Yeah, because it's, 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 it's what you've given him. It's not fixing him. It's giving him answers to the question. Like, you knew playing Wink Martindale, Martindale in, in New York. You knew, Todd Bowles, you're going to get the blitz. And, and, and to Neek's point, we say it every week. No, If they blitz you, nobody's afraid of a three-yard game. They, you got to go beat them down the field, go make plays down the field. And the answers were always tight throws, nothing really happening. Screen and you passes. see the exact same blitz that, that, that the Eagles bring to Baker Mayfield. He throws it in the middle of the field for a touchdown. It was like they tried to make things difficult. This is not a fix Jalen Hurts. This is give them actual answers. There is no identity on that offense. And they went totally away from what they did well. They ran the ball 10 times with Swift, man. 10 times. Like, you're going to play a team that's going to blitz the house. You sucked against the Giants and against the Blitz. Go beat them with some big – none. Don't even try it, right? I would say the coordinators that they lost last year were not only good coaches, but I think that they also brought the stability where we know who's in charge on this in this spot. We know who's there. But we also – you don't have – when things are going well – the order in which decisions are made, whether someone is coming above or going below you and making decisions behind your back, that does not become a problem because the result is it's success. Working. That's right. When things start to break down, then it's then people start looking around about like, well, this ain't work. That ain't what I wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. You told me I had to do that. These are situations, and then that it doesn't. There's no impact, or it, it has to permeate the team. That's something yeah. that everyone can feel. And while I'm not in a locker room, I can see that game and say. There's more going on. Than oh, just bro, just look at the yeah. players. Yeah. Look at yeah. look at Lane's. Like, yeah. What specifically? What, what I mean, I mean, when, when Lane is sitting there going, you know what? Like, just him standing there when they were interviewing him, obviously outside the locker room, you could tell that he was just like, this is not just a take this player That's out, right. plug this guy yeah. in, take this coach out, plug this. This is a little bit more systemic. This is a little bit more ingrained here. We lost our weight. Yeah, absolutely. We lost our comp. Lane Johnson. Is an old pro. Yeah. And he looked like a guy who's like, hey. Unsure. I, I don't quite know what's going to happen yeah. here. And let, let me say this. because That's kinda, a We kind of danced around this thing. But with, with Howie Roseman, when, when you're talking about everybody has to be, if, if Sirianni is not making the decisions of who the defensive coordinator is going to be and midway through he's getting pressure from, from Roseman to make a change that he's not comfortable with or, or even offense, I have no idea. But if all that is filtering down and you talk about – there's nothing stable about that situation because people get swayed by fans. And, again, Bill Pulling had this saying, when you start thinking like a fan, you're going to be watching games like a fan, yeah. right? And so that, if, if that's coming from the top down, there is no way – to fix, unless everybody really is on the block. A, a, a smart coach told me this one time, and I've heard people like maybe use this before on, on TV, but I was told this way back. 
In the NFL, it's very, very, very difficult to win in spite of dysfunction. That's right. You want to win because of the fluidity of communication and harmony and culture. In Philly, it looks like this year they were trying to win in spite of a lot of other things not being very good. And that only lasts so long. That's right. And when the dam breaks, it's going to break. So so you guys tell me if I have this right. It feels to me like leadership in the NFL generally can come from one of or all of three places. The owner – the coach, the quarterback. That's right. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. So, so where, where, who is it that do, – do we, if we still believe in the quarterback, then the question becomes, is this about the coach? Does the owner need to make significant changes? If, it's, if there's no leadership there, then who needs to bring it? When you cycle through a, a bunch of coaches in a short period of time and there are, there are some things that are still stable there, I think that leadership can come from another place in the organization. And I think that when that happens, we have to – the coach – is like a CEO as we make that analogy all the time. Because if a company starts to fail, we look at the coach. No matter whether it's because the market changed or whatever, the climate changed, the the cost of goods sold has gone up, it don't matter. That's the result. So I think to dig deeper and understand what's actually happened with this team, it's too easy. If you see how major the problems were and how long lasting problems were there this season and how like systemic the problems were across the entire team, it seems uh, unfair to say, hey, it's just that guy. No. It's just the coach. It seems like more. What did Andy Reid do since he left Philadelphia? Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Did all of a sudden, like, did, did Andy really need to be fi- – like, why do coaches change places? Yeah. Right. Okay, what, what happens? Yeah. What happens? It's usually not because, well, X and Ozzy became dumb. Yeah. Or he's not a good leader anymore. I mean, or Andy's competency was never in question. His credibility was never in question. His ability to impact others. The three things we talk about with leadership was never in question. But he was sent down the road. Yeah. Then in comes Chip Kelly. Yeah. What happened? He was sent down the road. Then here comes Nick Sirianni. And Nick Sirianni wasn't the first person who was supposed to get that job. There was a bunch of other people. He may be sent down well, the road. I mean, you got to be fair. You, you skipped over Doug Peterson, which they won. You know what? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Win, win <laughs> but, but there's certain things that have remained constant. Yeah. Maybe we start, need to start looking at those constant things. Yeah. They've had three – I mean, not counting uh, Pat Shermer was an interim. They've had three coaches since Andy Reid left, which was only after the 2012 season. That's right. not that long when you consider yeah. how much winning they've done. As we continue here, we'll talk about Josh Allen's monster game yesterday. It led mostly to big questions about Mike Tomlin's future. Was last night his last dance? We'll dive into that. And then back to the Dallas disaster. Is Jerry ready to make a change there? And if so, if you're Bill Belichick and you have a choice between the Eagles and the Cowboys, which could happen, which job do you take? We'll answer that now. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify could do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash getup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash getup to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash getup. Back on Get Up, and that was the scene, as you are well aware, past couple of days in Buffalo, Orchard Park, New York, and so much as they delayed the game, as you know, by a day. And then here were the scenes before kickoff. <laughs> Fans coming in, everybody shoveling at $20 there. an hour, baby. That's what I'm talking about. They wound up not having assigned seats. Just dig out the a spot. The entire stadium? There. Yes, that's what I was told. That's amazing. One way or another. And then a win. We got cold. We got Josh Allen. Zip. What an arm. Yeah, he's really good at football, guys. He's Ooh. really good at football. 14 nothing there, and then now he cannot just throw it. Oh Lewis, how many guys can run it like this? This, this is kind of crazy. You know, Josh is 6'5", every bit oh. of 245. Oh. Now watch him pull away. Uh-huh. Business. I mean, come on now. Business that's decision. a quarterback. You know that's a business decision. Oh. Don't nobody want You're making a business decision on, on a quarterback. Yeah. Big, 21 nothing. Jeff, 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 your play. Oh, look at this. Breaks the tackle. But right here. <laughs> oh, my word. Hey. You reach, I teach. Isn't that how they say it? Because he taught him. Walked in the end of that was uh, a nasty, stanky leg. Did he receive uh, it right there? He received it late. <laughs> 38. Watch 38. I love DBs getting juked because they used to juke me all the time in screen. So payback, baby. So the Bills, a big win. They go on to play Kansas City. Meanwhile, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, was last night, his last night. Listen to this exchange after the game. Anyone? Mike, you have a year left on your contract. <laughs> and so he just turned and walked away. You don't need that me to explain so what. That is so good. You just saw it. You don't need me to tell you what just <laughs> hey. happened. Uh, that's our Brooke Pryor, who's beginning to ask a question about his future, which is a, a beginning is a, a great term. Qu- like yeah. first word. He- and he just turned and walked <laughs> out. As you made the point earlier, it's an easy question to answer if you want to. You right. can say, I'm not thinking about that. I, we just played a football game. We'll deal with that another time. So what do you make of the fact that he did not want anything to do with answering it? 
Yeah, I mean, we saw Nick Sirianni say, I'm not thinking about that. I mean, it's an easy question to answer if you – or an uh, easy question to not answer. I think you end up drawing more attention to it by doing the walk-off. So it seems like there is some credibility, not that there was ever any question about Adam Schefter's reporting, but there's some credibility to the idea that uh, Mike Tomlin will walk away. Yeah, look, so we have Shefty and all of our other reporters. They're the best in the business. The reality, though, is that all of you guys have relationships. You talk to so many people. Mm-hmm. Do the people you talk to think that Tomlin is going to take a year away, that he will leave the Steeler organization after almost two decades. I am honestly, Greeny, I honestly don't know. I mean, I think what, what Mike is telling you right there is obviously, look, yeah, it's something that is going to be addressed at some point in time. I'm not going to tell you. And you're not going to box me in. I'm not going to sit here and speak emotionally after we just lost the football game. You know, look, Mike has built up a lot of cachet. This this guy is more secure in who he is than anybody I've ever met as a head coach. And he can talk it better than anybody. And, it, and it's not just lip service. So with this guy, I think what he was saying right there is, I'm not telling you, but I'm sure he is going to. It's going to be a subject. It's, it's going to be a subject. You, it, she touched some kind of nerve with him on that, but he just wasn't going to go there right then. Yeah. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I, I think he's in serious consideration. And I think, you know, we know the Rooney's would never move on from him. I think this yeah. is a – I think he sees this thing for what it is. And I think he knows from his perspective, I have to get a quarterback in here to help fix this issue. 500 for him ain't the goal. And I think that gets exhausting for a coach when all you talk about is – and in the last five postseason games, they haven't won – and. You know, you're not trying to put Pittsburgh on blast all the way, but they haven't been the most talented team either, right? And so they are overcoming a lot. So whether you love the guy, hate the guy, I think you know, this is something he's really evaluating. You know what, Granny? I, I mean, now, now, okay, I'm going to kind of like dip my toe into the world of speculation mm-hmm. just a little bit because I'm, I'm just going to try and draw some parallels. Come on in. The water's falling. You, know, you know what I'm it's saying? Warm. It's warm. It's where you I know, live when, my when whole you, life. When you, heard, when you heard Coach Saban talk about the fact that this past year was such a grind. Yeah. yeah. And it took a lot out of him because, you know, he basically took over the defense at Bama and he has to work so hard to make sure that not only was the defense playing good because he knew that the offense with Jalen Milrow wasn't like where it needed to be yet. And that, that takes a toll. Like I never believed in mental fatigue as much as I do now yeah. since we got done playing. Like you didn't care about it when you were a player. You were That's just right. about lift more, run harder, blah, blah, blah. No, that mental fatigue is, fatigue is for real. What you're talking about, like, could, could Mike be like right now, because of how hard he has to coach every year yeah. recently, to stay above 500, That's right. to always be in the mix, to need some help to get in? Is he night right now just going, hey, and let's, I need a right. breather, and let, and man. Let's, and let's say I this, need a breather. Man. In Pittsburgh, they've been talking about firing this dude for like three years. It's wild, like, man. It, it, which is insanity, right? Like they have talked about moving on from Tomlin forever. People are like, oh, yeah, let's move. And that – Again, to your to mental fatigue, that gets old. Like it gets yeah. old to hear that you're not cutting the mustard, and you're like, man, for, like y'all know what I do every day from five in the morning till midnight. Like this is real, and, yeah. and so I think that part plays a, a, yeah. a part in his mind game as well. To be clear, those are the fans. The organization is stable. No, no, hundred percent for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I just yeah, want yeah, yeah. for anyone great, who's listening who doesn't you, know you, that. You know, like like we say all the time, like okay, so. Like, if, if ESPN is supporting you and your yeah. show and everything you're doing, they're paying you a boatload of money, which they are. And, and you know, <laughs> but you know what? But people, but people hammer you, yeah. like maybe on social yeah. media. And you, you know, exactly. Like, you're sitting there going, 
people go, well, just ignore it. It's just a few but, voices, but we're human beings. Yeah. And it wears on you. And, yeah. especially and when if you, you get it like this. Especially when you don't deserve it. And I think that's that right. Mike Tomlin, you can be critical of a lot of things that he's done. And I'm sure that he's self-critical of things he's done. He's not perfect. But I think that there's another dynamic in Pittsburgh that follows Mike Tomlin that he has to carry. And I think that's a, an extra burden for him to carry. So I don't think anyone would begrudge him if, he's, if he takes a break. And them fans who are out there calling for him, they're going to see what life is like. Yeah. Yeah. Life is real without a, a coach like that. Uh, that organization is pretty stable, though, so maybe yeah. they'll continue. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. They, 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 they identify yeah. young, uh, potentially great coaches, and yeah. they keep them for yeah. a long time, and they stand by them yep. through the good and the bad. I, I'm up oh, against, we'll, we'll talk more about yeah. this as we go. If he decides to take a year off, we have a seat for him. I'm telling you right, right now. Right here. He could yeah. be on Get Up any what day. Right, right here. Right here. In the between you. We'll continue. We get to the Cowboys. The crisis. It's all quiet on the southern front. Is Jerry ready to make a move? Is Bill Belichick in play? We'll answer all those questions. But first, we'll see if Neek can answer Ooh. this one. Here we go, guys. Everybody can help Dominique. I don't need no Which help. coach has the most 12-win seasons in the NFC? Oh, the answer is next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, we're back on Get Up, bottom of the hour, Hembo versus Dominique. The question is all time, by the way. It's not active for those who were wondering which coach, Neek, 
has the most 12 win seasons all time in the NFC. Okay, so you can't go back too far because we had 12 games a long time ago and you bounce up to 16, 14, and 16 games. So I'm thinking McCarthy comes to mind, but that feels a little too obvious. Andy Reid also. I'm going to stick with Big Mike, though. Mike McCarthy. That's right. Give it to me. I told you. In the face. It's too easy, Hembo. It's too easy. It's too easy, Hembo. In the face. They loved it. You see how they try to trick me? Yeah. Like, no, it's all time. It's not important. We helped him out a little bit. Tried to trick me. Hey, what did Hembo just do, Jeff, Saturday? Receive. All right. I'm so happy. I did. Too easy, Hembo. I did not think you were going to get that right. All right. Next up, our next game is called Is That Ridiculous? We're going to change this to receive it. Here we go, Lewis. We start in Chicago. If I said the Bears should trade Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams, is that ridiculous? Yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous. It's a little bit of both. Look, Justin Fields, I think the fact that they are really revamping this entire offensive staff says something about the confidence they had in the offensive staff in their development of Justin Fields. But I've already watched Caleb Williams can get ready for this draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's a tough one right there. That's a tough one. To be continued. Like it. A lot of people interested in Justin Fields. And next, if I were to say Jim Harbaugh would make the Chargers a Super Bowl contender instantly, is that ridiculous? That's not ridiculous at all, and I'll tell you why. Look, we just spent some time with his brother, John Harbaugh, down in Baltimore. And Jack Harbaugh, their father, was a coach on the University of Pittsburgh staff when I was a freshman in college. These guys can lead. These guys can build tremendous staffs without interference on the outside. Mm. And these are the kind of guys that can take quarterbacks – and take their game to another level. Sound very interesting, Chargers? That sound appealing to you? Yep. Yeah, for sure. I feel sure. like that's going to happen. And then finally, if I were to say the Cowboys need to move on from Mike McCarthy, is that ridiculous? It, it's not ridiculous, simply because, look, we, we talked about it earlier. We had some fun with it, but let's just be serious about this. What Dan Quinn did as far as his game plan the other day, that also falls on the head coach. I understand we're going to make this about Dak Prescott because it's always quarterback-centric when we're talking about the Cowboys, and that's Mike's area of expertise. But he's also the CEO. And quite honestly, what the defense did was, look, that, that right there is unacceptable. Yeah. It's unacceptable, and that falls at his feet. So I would not blame them if they moved Let on. me, you know what? I'm, I'm going to change up what we, I'm sorry, uh, Eric was producing the show today. I, I'm going to lean into something you just said. Because you just said at the end of the day, Mike McCarthy is the CEO. And I guess I would ask you, well, is that okay. actually true you know what? You know in what? Dallas? And is it possible that because Jerry obviously likes him so much, Dan Quinn has okay. been empowered in ways that Mike McCarthy can't tell him what to do. Well, <laughs> you just yeah. made all these points. You're right. Okay, you're right. And you know what? Okay, so all right. So there's this. There, so there's two different discussions that we're having here. Yeah. Then. Okay. Look, in in the in a perfect world, then yeah, Mike McCarthy is responsible for that. And Mike, when they, like I said, when we when we made the jokes, when he came in there, he needed to put on there. No, this doesn't work. No, that's no right. to your game plan. But you know what? We don't know what's happening in that building, right? We don't know if Jerry Jones walks down to Dan Quinn's office or Dan Quinn goes to Jerry's office and runs the game plan by him. And Jerry goes, hey, that sounds great, man. Let's just, you know, like send the dogs after him, get the pass rushers after him, put those small linebackers in them. We can run around. Who knows? Who knows if Mike, is get, Mike gets undercut in those kind of situations and really doesn't have any authority? In which case, look, you're doomed anyway then. 
Yeah. If you're just cutting your head coach off at the knees and he doesn't have any authority anyway to overrule the defensive coordinator because you're paying him a boatload of money and you're letting him have all these privileges, then you're just doomed anyway. So in that case, you know what? Keep him then. Yeah. Keep him if you just want to have someone who you can control. Keep him. Yeah, obviously, uh, Mike McCarthy, we grade the coaches and we grade these teams based on the expectations. And the expectations for the Cowboys this season was sky high. Yeah. And then they met them for much of the season. And then they got here and they way underachieved. So, yes, this is a situation that's similar to the way we were talking about the Eagles. Everything should be on the table when you have an embarrassment like that. The first time that a seven seed even won, you hadn't lost in 16 home games and you go and just get embarrassed. Yes, everybody's job should be everyone should be considered for some sort of change or adjustment, whether the one person who you can't change. We already know who that is. And he's been there for a while and they haven't had success in a long time. They need to figure out someone who can work with him. Uh, because he's certainly not going anywhere, and that's Jerry Jones. Really, you know what you're embarking on here? You know what we, we are kind of like talking about the dam breaking as far as an analogy, as far as discussions are concerned? Yeah. This stuff doesn't just all happen in a nice linear vacuum yeah. where it's like owner, GM, head coach, GM, you know, head coach reports to the GM, GM reports to the owner, and it's nice and easy. There's so many people who get their hands in the pot here right. and start manipulating stuff, and when it starts getting that messy, you know this. Right. You know that a lot of times these coaches are having to juggle so many different things, so many different agendas, so many different eagles that are totally unknown to people who are in the stadium watching the game going, why did they make that call? Right. Why did they come up with that game plan? You have no idea how think, they arrived at that. I think the, when, when that's the thing, the, the coach's responsibility is to figure out how to manage up and to manage down. True. To figure out. So I think it's hard. The worst, the worst case scenario was what we saw in Carolina. When we heard everything coming out of Carolina where people are going around the coach to the owner of the team. And it just feels like a disjointed, sloppy spaghetti of, like, decision-making. You're not going to have success no that's matter right. how high your draft pick is. Right. And I think that that's a hard thing to do when you own a team or when you're a general manager. When the owner shows, that, shows up, it's a hard thing to do to not – try to curry favor. And, yeah. it, and that's where the head coach, that's why the head coach is, has so much responsibility. And that's why I get frustrated when people say like, you got to get an offensive guru, offensive genius. No, you need someone who knows how to build and run on organizations. That's, yeah. You that's can't great, be locked in that's a great on, on, on game plan week to week. Manage when you have to worry about, yeah. You have to and manage down. You have to be able to do both. Yeah, no, and there's, you no, do. there's no doubt. I would say this from the Dan, from the Dan Quinn situation, I would be shocked. No, just knowing Dan Quinn, having some type of – I would be shocked if, that, if, if there was no checks and – he's been a head coach, so he understands True. He understands how that flows. However, I don't know, but I'm just – from me, right. I would hope that would not be the case. But let me just say this. There is enough blame to go around <laughs> for Mike McCarthy not checking this, but also with what Jerry and Steven have brought to the organization. And we talked about this in, in the last hour. The expectations that your defense is going to be something that they're not built to be is a lie that you held on to. And so Mike McCarthy, whether you love the guy or hate the guy, they've won 12 games. This was the first major failure that you've seen from Mike McCarthy. This was it. They should not have beat San Francisco the last two years. I don't care what anybody – they're not as good as they were, yeah. right? They, they should have lost, right? They, maybe they had blunders, they had all, but they should not have beat those teams. They should have beaten Green Bay. They should have understand the game plan to beat them. So that's an indictment on Mike McCarthy. However – your quarterback played the best he's ever played. CeeDee Lamb played the best he's ever played. Ferguson is ascending, right? 
you, Jerry and Steven could have went and got a running back that becomes a real piece in part before the trade deadline. They did not do that. Look, I beat the freaking draw line. Go get – the O-line didn't play. We news. talked about Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's but, right. But like, sure as did. you look at this thing and you go place the blame all at the feet of one person, just it, it be isn't careful. That. It, it isn't is that. not that. And, and you know what? And it's what, a one-game failure, y'all. Like, like, I love that everybody – but I'm just telling you. That's what football is, well, Jeff. Football is a one, one game yeah. makes or breaks but, everything you do. Right, right. But, but you start over. This is the thing. When you start firing – who are we hiring? That's what everybody in Indy used to tell me. Fire him. Don't play him. Who are you going to play? There are 53 guys. Who are you going to coach? You, you only got four, right? Like, like say, so how do you – the whole idea of firing only makes sense when you what, know who you're hiring. The one thing we, we, we should be all remember going forward when it comes to the NFL, there is the regular season yeah. and the postseason. For and sure. when we're talking about teams during the regular season in 2024 – we better, start, we better always be forward-thinking and yeah. going, when it gets November, December, January, let's look, let's look at these rosters. Right. Let's look if they can, when it gets cold in Buffalo, right. and it's minus four, minus five, and teams line up in 12 personnel and just start running the rock, who has the backs that can do it? Right. Who has the offensive line that can do it? Who has the defensive line that can't withstand it? Right. Regardless of what they did during the regular yeah. season. Because the, some things change. But some things remain the same, especially when it comes to money time. And I want to just make clear what I meant before. I, I'm not suggesting anything nefarious is going right, on right, right, Dan no. Quinn. What I'm saying oh, I got you. Dan Quinn has turned down head coaching opportunities yeah, yeah, but, and things like that. He is the head coach of the defense. I don't know what the relationship is there. I don't know that Mike McCarthy would walk into his office and say, this game plan sucks, change it. But, and at the end of the day, you, we all But he has the right to do that. Yeah. But would, would you introduce He has the right to do that. Most people have the right to you know do what I'm, that. You know what I'm saying? Like, as Jared the head coach, Jones has the right, right? to do it. It'd be like, it'd be like saying, look, honestly, and, and I'm not even being funny. Like, right. if, I, if we came in here and, like, you're the one who's leading the show here, right, and you're directing the show – and I said, well, I, you know, I, I want to I say this, and I just want to go totally off guard here. You'd have the right to say, we can't do that. Right. Right. That's just not going to work with whether the show here. Whether you're saying, he, can, he can do that. Whether you're implying that that's the specific problem in there in Dallas or not doesn't matter. I think you opened up an interesting conversation about the responsibility of a head coach, which is we're getting into head coach hiring, firing season, and all team owners need to understand that the biggest responsibility of a head coach is not to develop your quarterback. Right. It's not to coordinate your offense. The thing that can undercut your organization, no matter how talented that you are is dysfunction. Yeah. The head coach's responsibility is the one who's day to day on the ground, um, imply or um, enforcing the culture and the hierarchy. And coach, that's the responsibility Sir, of the coach, and the general manager, and the owner of the team. Once you start to allow these other things to happen, things get. It's uh, the broken. responsibility of the person in charge. You know who's the best at this is Pat Riley. Pat Riley, to, to use a different yeah. analogy, yeah, Eric Spolstra, when there were issues with him and any players, yeah, Pat Riley always made clear. He's the boss. That's you right. deal with him. That's right. He's not getting that's fired. That's absolutely. He, he stood up to LeBron James. He was right. like, no, no, he's not going absolutely. anywhere. Yes. So absolutely. you're going to deal with him, okay? Yeah. He's the one who's but in charge. I, because Pat Riley got it. Absolutely. And I don't think that happened. He's no no doubt. He's no been doubt. a coach and lived it. No he doubt. He understands when you undercut. When that guy's not making the final decisions on hiring, on firing, on who he's placing, and then you hold him responsible for the results, you're, you're, you're just going it's the from same. the same. I mean, it, it, we, we turn into a management seminar, but it's the same as parenting. If my wife tells my kids, you can't have no dessert, and they come ask me later, can I have some dessert? What's your mama say? Right. Okay, right. that is what we are going with. Yeah. It's about organizing. Like it's it's the same though, thing. It's over, maybe we, I'm oversimplifying it, but it matters. We know what the blueprint is. Yeah. We know how it's supposed to work. The funny thing is when people get in these positions, we just talked about it off air. 
It doesn't matter if you have ego. We all have ego. Yeah. People at the highest levels all have ego. People start exercising agendas, man. Yeah. And that, when you do that, you start down that road, and it's you, over. You know what's, you know we what's can't, funny? We can't let Mike McCarthy completely off the hook from a no. coaching standpoint either because to your point about the, the season changing, when you get into the postseason, uh, this we do what we do type yep. of game plan, it ain't going to work. I don't Going work. up against better yeah. coaches, better talent. Yeah. I'm up against a break. We'll come back with more of this all season. coaching stuff, all the NFL playoffs, everything else. Also a reminder, NBA action tomorrow night. Giannis and the Bucks taking on the Cavs, 730 Eastern. Then we will see LeBron. Hosting the Mavs, 8.30 on ABC. Countdown begins your night at 7 Eastern time. Coming up, which team fits the bill? If the Cowboys and Eagles both have coaching vacancies and Bill Belichick has his choice, which one should he take? The answer might surprise you next. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Mayfield wide open. There's more again. Still working through this secondary, and a touchdown! I'm the winner, the finisher, bender, the better, just go and get out of my way. Two more points for Tampa Bay. Things didn't end the way we wanted. It's simply not our turn. Here's another broken tackle, and he is gone! Touchdown, Buccaneers! It's unfathomable, the collapse that this Eagles team, it's a defeated team. Blocked it up, Godwin! Touchdown, Tampa Bay! And that'll just about do it. Philadelphia dominated by the Buccaneers. We want to give ourselves a chance, and now it's on to the next one, so we're on to Detroit. The Buccaneers go off to Detroit, and the Eagles go off to an offseason of tremendous uncertainty. We've talked about it all morning long. The Eagles, they may have to blow it up. That may very well be what they wind up doing. That was a, a, a complete meltdown that's of what epic Himbo proportion wants. all year long. Himbo wants well, it all. the Eagles, he speaks for the Eagles fans who want a complete change. It was a disaster of a second half That's of a right. season. And when things go that badly, sometimes there is change. And we said the same thing about the Cowboys the day before. Their season also ends in disastrous fashion. So here's just an interesting and fun question. If you're Bill Belichick and you mm-hmm. know him well, you know what he likes and what he wants. Mm. And let's just live in a world where the Cowboys and Eagles jobs both come open. The coaching jobs both come open. We do not know if either of them will. And he has his choice of them. Which one would be the better fit? Which one should he take? <sighs> Ooh. I think because of the court. Oh, gee, wow. Uh. I, I would, if I were him, honestly, 
I would probably go with Dallas to begin with because I would want to work with Dak. I know that right now I'm going to deal with really one person. In the end, I know that one person matters. Yeah. I know that one person matters, and that's Jerry Jones. Can I work with this dude? Are you going to – now, obviously, you need Will McClay. You need Stephen Jones. You need the personnel department to help you out. Because if I'm Bill right now, I don't want to go through all – like, it's almost like what Andy did when he went to Kansas City. He let Brett Veach really handle – it was, it was yeah. John Dorsey before that. But he let Brett Veach handle the personnel. I'm going to take that off my plate, and I'm going to really dive into fixing this team. If he can do that, I think I love – I love the situation in Dallas. In Philly, there's just some other minefields if I'm him. I don't want to be dealing with. Yeah, I, I would choose Philly if I can get rid of those minefields. So, like, maybe um, Bill Belichick has the cachet and the credibility to come into anywhere and take care of all of the nonsense that we know that most coaches have to manage. But if he doesn't, it seems easier to do that in Philadelphia, I think, because one of the issues – the issues in Philadelphia can change. One of the issues in Dallas is the owner. It's not going to change. And I think it's, uh, it's an issue – They've, they've had success, so calling it an issue seems unfair, but it is a, something that you, an additional thing that you have to manage, mm-hmm. where you're going to have to manage the way that he owns that team, and that's not going to change, and that seems like an extra yeah. hurdle to get over that does not exist in any other team. Let me ask it a little differently, and I ask it to you because you make your home there, but try and remove this oh. from it. He, he, is, he has already interviewed for the Falcons job. Uh, And when you consider everything, when you consider the roster that they have, the quarterback piece, which obviously at this point they do not have, the division in which they play and others, is that actually the best place for him to go if those were the three options? Cowboys, Eagles, Dang, man, you put me in it now. Uh, (laughs) I would want to say the fact, but the best place would be Dallas. I I, I really do. I I want him to go to Atlanta, and I want him to go because he would change that organization, and they have incredible amount of talent. But what I would tell you is Dak Prescott versus what is he going to get at quarterback in Atlanta it would be the massive question mark for me. He's going to walk in with Dak Prescott and with a team that is constructed. He's got a great wide receiver. He's got a great tight end. He knows how to – he understands their offensive line. He, here's the other part. Let me just say this about Jerry and, and about Bill. Both men have been humbled in the last mm. few years. Mm. So make no mistake, Jerry just put Jimmy Johnson in the ring because he understands I blew it however many years ago. Both men have been humbled. You, you see what happened with Bill in New England, and from the from the general manager side of it, he has not accomplished what he wanted to accomplish that way recently. So now you're bringing these two guys together who all they care about is winning now. They're yeah, both yeah. up in age. They both want to get it done. And, and again, I think not only would he be good for now, he would be good developing whoever's going to come after him after this three-year stint I think Bill's got left. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, Bill will want, would want it to be very much so a direct right. direct communication line. 100%. Look, I'm not dealing with a bunch of offshoots here and there right. where people are kind of like snipping at me here. Like, I'm not I'm, – first of all, I'm too old for that crap and yeah. I ain't putting up with it. I'm Bill – Flipping right. Belichick. Right. I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. So if, if you can't clean up your line of communication, your chain of command, to where it's nice and simple. And Bill Belichick has the credibility to pull that off. And I That's think right. as we, we started to address this a little bit the last segment, I think this is the most important thing that we've talked about on this show in a while. And I think that it's important to know that you can't take shortcuts. And as a coach, you, you have to talk to your staff. You can't take shortcuts. We have success. We all achieve. We all get contracts. We all eventually become what it is we want to be. And that's the same thing for the players. If we start to fail and you think, I'm going to take a shortcut by going to snitch on the head coach to, to the owner or to the general manager, 
manager, we will not succeed. Yeah. Bill Belichick has the cachet and credibility to walk in and do that on day one in the same way that you mentioned Pat Riley. But this is an important step to take for all these teams. That the Falcons to. may actually be the best of all of his options. Yeah. You, you, you get rid of all of this nonsense. They yeah. are dying, desperate for him to win. Arthur Blank, I think, would let him do whatever he wants Agreed. to do down there. They have a ton of good players. Trade for Justin Fields that's or some other you quarterback. Get the, if he gets play. the quarterback he wants, then that's well, a then that's you're a great rolling. Fit. So Here's what we have. We have eight teams left. We have the NFL's version of the Elite Eight. Let's do first impressions of the matchups we have coming up this weekend. Jeff, first impression. 49ers, Packers, what are you looking for? Aaron Jones in that run game versus Warner and Greenlaw, the two uh, middle backers for San Francisco. Good Lord, this is going to be fun to watch. Because let me tell you, it will not look like Dallas. They will get in front of – they will get that, that defensive line. Those linebackers will be coming downhill to lay hat on hat. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Neek, the other NFC game. What's the one player you're watching as the Lions host the Bucks? Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson and Tristan Wirfs on the other side for the offensive tackle. I see you, I think I, <laughs> The pass rush that the Lions do or don't have rides on whether Aiden Hutchinson can blow up a game or not. And quarterbacks in this league, all of them are really good when you don't get no pressure on them. So we'll see how good Baker is if Aiden's in his lap. Mm. If Aiden's not in his lap, he's going to eat that secondary up. And we, ooh, <laughs> Texans, Ravens, what are you watching? Oh, explosive play. C.J. Stroud making the yeah. dime throws. Explo- the only chance you got to beat the Ravens is to hit explosive plays down the field. Can Stroud in this offense do that? I think, I think listen, he's played lights out. It's going to be a great matchup to watch. And I'm, I'm just telling you, the C.J. Stroud versus that defensive backfield, whoo, it's going to be fun. And then Lewis, Chiefs, Bills, what are you watching? I'm not watching my boy Patrick Mahomes. I'm watching the Kansas City Chiefs team speed and their tackling in the open field mm-hmm. against this offense and against Josh Allen in particular. We just talked about Josh Allen making DBs and linebackers make mm-hmm. business decisions. You can't have a quarterback force you to make business decisions. <laughs> no, sir. Kansas City's physicality and team speed on defense is something that's underrated. We'll have to rise to the occasion against this football team if they want to advance. We've got the rest of the week to look forward to these. Meanwhile, we're all looking forward to first take today. Who's most to blame for the Eagles' collapse? Should they fire their coach? First take, Molly, Stephen A., Shannon. Jeff will be there, too, in five minutes on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Every match, every point of the Australian Open is available on ESPN Plus coverage tonight, 7 Eastern on Plus, 9 Eastern on ESPN 2. Well, I thought they'd never leave. Just the two of us now at this point. Hang out, have us a drink and chill out. Have a good time. Get ready for these playoffs. Let's see what Bill Belichick is going to wind up doing next. Maybe he'll come here. Just waiting for some talk. Yes, that would be great. It'd be so entertaining. (laughs) Yes, he loves us. Uh, All right. Thank you so much for getting up with us today. First Take starts now.